Well, hello there, Monsieur Mark. What a lovely day to meet you here on the promenade. Why don't we go catch some gyoza, Kobe beef, of course, and sample the finest wines on the night on the town. Look, I've brought my elephant ivory tusk chopsticks on this night tonight. Every time I invite you out, you always decide everything we do. For once can I go up for something? <laughs> well, what's the use of having all this money if I can't command other people with it? <laughs> you can command the lower peasants, but you can't command me. Oh, well, I beg to differ with the extra zero on my lump sum amount. <laughs> Just wait until the next quarter, fiscal quarter. I will smoke you out of the water. If you haven't guessed it already, audience, me and Mark on this decadent day, this rich day, pretentious this, day, this day of the 1%, the Wednesday, welcome to Weaboo Wednesday, I've been holding a hot fucking fiery dump all week to talk about this fucking bullshit anime, Neo Yokio. Yes, the show that has recently been premiered on Netflix that is voiced by Jaden Smith. Yeah, it uh, dropped uh, September 22nd. Or we were a little late on the ball because we were watching Big Titted Him and Woman. Yes. Uh, but yeah, all right, so... Uh, let, let, let's get this bullshit started off. Right. This is gonna be an anime autopsy since the season's only like six episodes. And, oh my god, by the end of it, I... First three episodes, I was kind of sitting there going, okay, oh, this is different. Yeah. And then by the end of it, I was I want the... Can this be done yet? Can we just record the episode? Yeah, alright, so uh, let me just uh, give a quick rundown. Alright, so. a quick rundown. Yeah. Jaden Smith is a rich, pink-haired, pre pretentious <laughs> little bitch. Yeah, who's who a lives demon in Neo Yokio, yeah. the weird combination of Tokyo and New York, York. Yeah. in oh. which it is completely futuristic New York, but they use Japanese terms once in a while. Yeah, it's that um, is literally it. <laughs> so the premise is Jane Smith is like a demon slayer, and he exercises the demons of the rich so he can uh, keep. Uh, Which they like, imply that the demons are essentially poor people. <laughs> yeah. Well, the uh, okay. So, uh, yeah. So like they imply that the demons are either poor people or it's like the the the, the the over the over extravagance of the rich. Yes. But they drop that by episode two. Yes, yeah. in which we are not even dealing with demons anymore. We are just dealing with possibly demons, but demons. mostly pretentious one percent teenager bullshit. Okay, so 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 let's let's get right into it. I'm digging through with uh, the corpse Mark and me, the mortician Michael. He's pulled me out the cabinet again because yeah. he can't do his job right. Oh uh, yeah, Mark, I'm gonna need you to uh, do that thing where you bite the brain and tell me what this corpse saw. Like. I don't want to. <laughs> you gotta do it. No, no. <laughs> we gotta figure out what killed Ezra Cohen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so this this series was uh, made uh, written by Ezra Cohen, uh, the lead singer, or whatever, of a, a very famous band here in America called Vampire Weekend, which I did not know shit about. I, I know one don't song. Know either. Yeah, I, I looked it up. They're kind of like that weird, stupid band that keeps playing all the time in the background when you're in college. Huh. Like, yeah, like... For it, me, that was Wonderwall. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. I went to a very white campus, so it's like a lot of Vampire Weekend, which I realize now is what it was. And oh. it's like, ugh. And Jesus Christ, this show... The first thing off, like, if you enjoyed that week, that time, I don't know if Jaden Smith's still doing this, like, we haven't really looked at his Twitter much, but on his Twitter, he posts, like, these weird 
attempts at being philosophical, but more just came off as really odd as fuck. He's kind of, it's kind of like that shit you drop at three in the morning after you're three, like, uh, through, like, three or four, like, uh, loads of weed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And they very, and this character was no, no joke, like, written to be that Jane Smith. Kind of, but it's like, if they had done that, I would have found it more, okay, so, so the first episode, I, I actually have to fully admit, I was on board because it's like it, it did a really good job at style. Like the mm. first intro where it's like the tourism board thing, where yeah. it looked like oh cool, they're making it look like an anime from like the early like seventies, right? Or super limited animation, and they do a good job. Like it immediately within the the first two minutes, mm-hmm. it sets the tone. It's like this is not regular New York. This is New Yokio, and is, it's like yeah, we are pretentious as fuck. Yeah, well, like the, the rich people live underwater. Yeah, well, well, it's like the the premise is the mayor of New Yokio back in like the thirties hired immigrants back in the day to go and exercise demons because the city was possessed with demons. So there's like this cool underlying. Curve that I thought it's like oh cool so it's gonna be like a story about like immigrants who are are like multi-ethnic but you can tell who they are because they have pink hair and I was Mm -hmm. like okay that's gonna be interesting and then like uh, the big thing is uh, the main character voiced by Jaden Smith Kaz Khan is the descendant of that and he's a demon slayer he exercises things Mm -hmm. like the first thing is he has to exercise the the body of uh, Helena St. Troy which is this famous fashion blogger because this is the future yeah. And apparently this is what counts for famous people. So, yeah. Well, okay. So a weird thing about, so, uh, um, Helena St. Troy is, uh, voiced by, oh shit, where is it? Tavi Gevinson. Who is? So, who is literally the character in the anime. She is like a fashion blogger. She started when she was like 12 or 11 years old with, uh, this blog called Rookie. Mm-hmm. Where she would just, she'd essentially do what I do, which is just dress up. <laughs> and then she would write about fashion and stuff. Uh, sh- uh her dad got a, a bit of flack because her, she got like pretty famous over it when the New York Times like picked up on her. Mm. And then her dad pulled her out of school. Huh. And, like, now she's just made a living, like, making Rookie Magazine. And it, it's all very, like, high, like, high society magazine fashion shit, which mm-hmm. is what this entire show is. Mm. Like, this entire show is just about how awesome it is being rich and mm-hmm. how stupid you are for being fucking poor. Yep. <laughs> which is, like, this is where the show loses me. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so, the big, the big word, the big word I'm going to write on this mortician's report is tone deafness. <laughs> big capital letters. <laughs> it really does. And, my God, like, and here's the thing. No, going back, talking about the animation now of where it, like Michael said, it made it come off as like kind of like the '90s or like yeah. And I thought that was anime. charming. And they even do like a huge reference to Ranma One Half, Be- Sailor oh. Moon, and like a few other like the '90s animes that most weebs of our age grew up on. Yeah. And it felt like they were trying to match that, but then as the series went on, it felt it wasn't that anymore. It was they couldn't afford to make it look better. It's so sh- okay. So. Uh, my, there's so many criticism on this. There's so okay, we many, gotta, we like... we take it step by step. All okay, right. step by step. So, first thing, uh, let's just let's talk start. about the quality of the anime. The quality of the corpse. Yes, the quality of the animation. How it looks. So, shitty. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but it's just, like, the animation is really shitty. It reminds me of, um... 
Do, you watch Cartoon Network of, in middle school, right? No, oh, no, here, let me. Yeah. It reminds me, especially as the series goes on later, yeah. they all the characters literally look like that anime character that every high schooler would draw of themselves in in comics, yeah. in their little like sketchbooks. They all look like that up close and from a slightly from a distance, like that first like. That first, that first high school attempt at being a manga artist yeah, or yeah. comic artist. Uh, no, no manga artist, because at least the comic kids at least kind of went to their own style. They try, yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, well, I mean, like, that's the pull to, like, anime and manga, where it's, like, it's got a very uniform style, so it's mm-hmm. easy to replicate. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, like, the animation's really shitty. It relies on a lot of uh, limited animation techniques, such as, like, panning, there is um, uh, there's a lot of times they'll hide the mouths, speed backgrounds, hiding the mouths, um, reusing the same, same clips, clips over and over again. Um, a big thing that I uh, I wanted to touch on is it's like if this is an anime that has to deal with like high society and stuff like. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of animes that are guilty of using like li- limited animation and a lot of panning oh, shots, yeah. which is just like you you you're looking at a still image with maybe like the most minimal amount of like animation, like a smoke effect or like mm-hmm. a slow panning. But in those animations, those still pictures are like a bar above the quality of the rest of the anime. It's like you know, usually with it with like an anime dun, where they're dun, dun, dun. eating food. Yeah, like the food is like literally rendered and everything. Mm-hmm. Like you have characters talking over like shots of food because they don't want to animate the characters. Yeah, and this this tries to pull that off because it tries to uh, show it's like oh this is what the decadent eat. Like, oysters, the whole black ink, like, the black squid ink pasta. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have the budget to fucking do that. Mm-hmm. So it's still the same quality of shitty animation pumping out, like, black spaghetti Play-Doh noodles. And yeah. you're like, that looks fucking disgusting. Fucking, freaking squid girl. For anyone who's watched the show Squid Girl, they do ink, squid ink freaking noodles. It looks so much better. Yeah. And, it, and no joke, that anime looks something like out of Sergeant Frog or, like, I'm trying to reference it basically bubbly kind of cartoony look, look at cartoon- any fucking Miyazaki movie and look at how food is like rendered in there which is spirited away yeah spirited when away when they're feeding the f- yeah. when they're feeding no face look at all that food princess mononoke the part where he's sharing like rice porridge with that guy oh that's right yeah um uh, fucking uh uh that's... the cat the cat return the cat returns like ah. the the cake uh the banquet with the cat the freaking bread from kiki's delivery service kiki's delivery service yeah um uh fucking howl's moving castle bacon and calcifer mm. uh like castle in the sky with like the egg in the basket the toast okay we are getting enough angry about food at Despite the fact that we've just eaten. Yeah, well, well, the thing is, like, food is, like, one of the things that everybody can agree on because you need food to eat. And it's, like, if this is... Well, yeah, you need food to live. Yeah. Like, And if this is, like, a rich thing, you should do up food a lot because it's, like, food is a status symbol to the mm-hmm. super rich because it's, like, it's not just pasta. It's pasta made with bl- squid ink. It's not It's not just clams. They're oysters at the New York Oyster Bar, which mm-hmm. is, like, this super big thing in New York. So, I, I don't know why because it's like the animation can't pull that off the and art no, style they is even super took cheap. the time to make it look that fancy because yeah. the squidding pasta they show us the guy literally pops open like a can of it which is stupid yeah but nonetheless literally makes the pasta from scratch and like cranks it out and but then the pr- animation is still the same as exactly. everything else and i it's do not agree great yeah. but the, like they didn't put the bunny into the, into the animation like they should have but they took the time in writing yeah. to include that even later that stupid out of nowhere, we have to show the oysters from beginning to end yeah. of, on your plate kind of thing. I was like, this, 
was a supposed to be a tense moment in which the cops are on to the main character. Yeah. But no, we have to take the time to look at these fucking oysters' life. So, so, I have two things to talk about that because you mentioned Rama one and a half, right? Mm -hmm. So the animation studios responsible for this are two of them. There's Studio Dean mm -hmm. and Production IG. Mm -hmm. So you may know Studio Dean from several other animes they made, like Read or Die, Rave Master, Fruits Bastic, Rama <laughs> one and one half, Samurai Deeper Kyo. Yeah. They made that shit. <laughs> like the directors for these episodes, Junji uh, Nishimura, who was one of the head directors of Rama One Half, Urusei Yatsura. They he directed he co-directed a fucking uh, Urusei Yatsura Beautiful Dreamer, which we did an episode on. Go watch that episode. <laughs> also, Magical Princess Minky Momo, which is which like a sounds hilarious. We should yeah. probably watch it. I don't want to see that. <laughs> um, yeah. So he and Kazuhiro Furuhashi. I'm sorry, I'm already kind of drunk. Who directed Roroni Kenshin, Hunter x Hunter, Gundam Unicorn, and one of my favorite uh, animes, The Get Backers. So these aren't like two dudes who are like dumb shits in a fireplace grabbing at their dicks going, how I like this. They know how to animate. And they know how to animate with like a shoestring fucking budget. So like what happened? My question, okay. Here's the big question that I've been wondering about this since we've been discussing oh, God, this. Fuck. And Production IG, for anyone who doesn't know, the companies that made Ghost in the Shell, yes. Jinro the Wolf Brigade, and if, I know most people haven't heard of that one, but my that God, the animation looks, looks yes. amazing. Yeah. They did freaking Psychopaths the movie, which oh, looked amazing. The Evangelion series. Jesus for shit. you Americans, they did the Halo. They worked on the Halo Legends little production bit. I think they did one of them. I don't remember which yeah. one they did. Oh, they did all the animations in uh, the Tales of Symphonia series. Yes, which are like full length, like fight scene animations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did a ton. They've done a ton of stuff. So like, I, I, I don't know what happened because this is. Uh, they got the Z team to work on this. Yeah. I, but it's like the actual guy. Did they just show up drunk? Did we show them an American lifestyle? It's like, oh, here's greenhouse, half as much cocaine as you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! For those who don't know, that was a. Uh, so uh, yeah, so that's our first uh, our first notation in the corpse of this anime. Just like uh, the the actual anime, the bones itself is just falling apart on itself. But they looked so nice. Like this was a pristine corpse. It. Sh we looked at the DNA. We've seen the parents of this of this of this yeah. child. It should not have ended up this half-assed wreck of a child. Yeah. So, um, like now we're starting to shit uh, uh, stopping take to take a moment to take uh, from our diuretic spray all over this fucking. This animal. is how I go to the bathroom all the time, yeah. Michael. Oh God. But I so need, I need help. I mean, like I can. I can rag on the animation and like the quality and stuff all night, but I want to get over to like the themes because the themes by far are so problematic and badly executed. <laughs> so, uh, three words: problematic, pretentious, uh, limp-wristed. I guess I don't know. I I can't think of a third one. Oh my god. Okay, this series starts off as essentially it's kind of seems like a character. Who is fighting off the poor? Essentially, he this was this was a character who supposedly 
is not of a blue blood like the rest of the le- the rest of the rich boys. Yeah, he is not a, a gentleman. He works. Well, what, yeah, what makes him as an outsider is he's neo rich, which is like uh, that's the term for like um, essentially if you or me ever make it big on mm-hmm. like the sweat of our own backs, mm-hmm. so we would be considered neo rich. So they're like the east side. They're east side gentlemen, and like the main antagonist we're given uh, like at the beginning is. I thought, uh, the, I thought he was the east side. Yeah, he's he's east side. I thought the villain was east side. Oh, it might be. I don't I don't give a shit. But they're basically <laughs> divided between east side and west side gentlemen. So the bad guy is Archangelo, who is the antagonist. Who's what? Oh yeah, he's, he's a west side. He's not even so much of an antagonist. He's yeah. just. A rich douchebag, like his Who, run, old money. Yeah, yeah he old his, money. His money he comes is, from his parents. Yeah, he is, he, and he rolls around just, with like a bunch of like fucking khaki wearing shorted assholes. Which they they didn't even have the money to get these the freaking sound effect that everyone else uses for like oh ha ha laughter. It's yeah. like they actually asked like yeah, three no of the guys to come in. Yeah, no condescending laugh laughter. Yeah, uh, it, they literally had like during those laughing bits like. They asked, like, five guys come into the recording office and laugh together. Yeah. So, uh, the big thing that they're fighting over is, like, New York City in Times... Or New Yokio has, like, this board in the middle, like, a stock market A completely board. misogynistic yeah, thing, if I might add. Yeah, that's called, like, the, the bachelor board, so it ranks the most eligible battlers. And, that's like, right. It's as if Batman had competition in Gotham. Yeah. It's, that is literally what this is. No, it, it, it just talks about who's the raddest single richest dude <laughs> that's up on the market, so it's, like... I guess it, in a way, it's fucking, it, it's fucking like putting these kids up as like a commodity, mm-hmm. but it's still like the way it's like put up. Like you could do cool things with that, and but no they joke. didn't do anything with it. Yeah, they don't do anything with it, and like such small things affect it that aren't even seen by many people. It's like there is a god watching this town, going, "Dude, yeah, you're wearing midnight blue, not black." Yeah, it's the fuck, man. Oh my god, so, yeah. Down. The, the demons in this story. Which are more likely, more fire, ghosts. Yeah, like fire ghosts, because they didn't have the budget to, like, actually animate a demon. Yep. And they, it literally, he's mostly a ghostbuster. That is literally what he is. A uh, shitty one. Yeah, yeah, a shitty one who doesn't want to do his job, who goes through, who is supposed to be out of, like, freaking high school, because... Who's supposed to be out of high school? Probably either a college. Oh, he's out or of a boarding school because he went to a very prestigious. Which like, I think was a college. high school. Yeah. So he is, and he is quote unquote being able to teach. Therefore, he has a job, and therefore probably eighteen. At well, the his very job least. is busting demons for the first two episodes. Nonetheless, he's fucking. He has all this, and he still acts like a. 14 year old who's been broken up with for the first time well that's how we like that's how we see him it's like he's like we we see him watching two girls in a tennis court and like the entire thing is like he's just broken up with his girlfriend so he's sad and then like his aunt calls him with a job so you're like okay so we got the aunt who's played by fucking uh shit i wrote her name down susan sarandon <laughs> oh he also has a mecca who's voiced by jude law yes he has a mecca there butler are... by jude law and that mecca is does is at first looks great and then the it looks like something out of the freaking nineties anime deteriorates and then deteriorates real fast as the series goes on. Yeah. Like it's uncomfortable to watch it move. It's uh yeah so the the themes in this are essentially like uh God like 
Kazkon, the main character, is essentially complaining that he has to work because it makes him look less in the way of like other rich gentlemen. people. Yeah, because gentlemen don't work apparently. No, that's a, that's a whole thing, dude. I remember learning this from like Great Gatsby crap. Yeah, well, that's that's such bullshit. I hate it. Off the table, Snowball. I'm sorry. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it's like, it's it's the absolute worst mannerisms of the witch, mm-hmm. but like. It, in in the show, it's portrayed like it's supposed to be like a good thing, mm-hmm. and it's like people have said like the show is a satire, and I can see it being a satire, but, but it doesn't do it correctly. Yes, this there's always a fine line between satire and falling into what you're making fun of. Yeah, and is easily like I'm going to make fun of. Whoops! Because it's like so, so we the only character that. I, I, I hate almost everybody exclusively in this anime. Yep. Kaz Khan is a vapid, rich asshole who doesn't respect women, mm-hmm. who treats people like commodity, who doesn't respect the mecha-like servant butler who we, uh, surprise alert, later turns out there's a person in there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you have fucking uh, the romantic interest, which is uh, Helena. Helena, who is which a they are pretentious blogger. in saying it. They uh, like they expand her name which yeah, is yeah helena st tessero who's like a, a blogger kaz like exercises who, her he apparently made flame. out with one set of party and I, then never is called. it made out because it sounded like they fucked they might have fucked whatever because yeah. you don't say you know like yeah but when up. you hook up at a party kind of thing it's usually you're not having sex at the party you know what i mean yeah i i i think these are like supposed to be adults though they don't look or act like it at all well that's how the rich are <laughs> a slime against the rich from Weeaboo Wednesday. That's right. Please include us. <laughs> I don't want your fucking money, Michael. Why are your pockets uh, open? It's because I don't want their fucking money, but I'll take it. I'll steal it from them. Listen, take if they... money away. Oh my god. Give All right. some money. <laughs> Michael's but... financial issues aside. But, uh, yeah, okay, okay. I'm sorry. There's just. There's so much about this anime I want to talk about because there's just so much fucking... Okay, here's my question for this. Who was this aimed at? Who was the target audience I for this show? I can tell you exactly who. Who? Ezra Koeing's fucking buddies. So Ezra Koeing, <laughs> Ezra the guy who made this, uh, I was reading up about him because it was like... The, the way I would describe this anime to people is uh, one of two ways. It's either this gigantic inside joke that you've bothered to make into like an actual thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's all it's all inside jokes about Oxford, about being upper class, about being rich. Like they name drop Gucci and Armano and they talk about like wine in like this super pretentious way. Like you're supposed to know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like they have like a bunch of like New Yorker jokes, which are like, oh, that's great. Like, you know, I'm like, this is completely lost on the rest of the country. No one's going to get this. Like that entire thing about like chopped cheese, which is supposed to be, it's oh, like we're local and we know what's hood and shit. But yeah, it seems like it's aimed at like, it, it's essentially rich kid, like rich, and I'm sorry to say this, but rich white kids who like know oh. anime. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. The second way I would describe it is this is an abridged series that skipped an anime to abridged, <laughs> and it just abridged itself. <laughs> like, if the, that, because that's what it is. The jokes are so off kilter and so, like, out of place, it feels like a YouTube poop. And no, the, this, yeah, the okay. animation and the cuts are so weird. I, I would almost say, like, if somebody is talented enough out there who is listening to us, do an abridged series of this and make it into an actual watchable anime 
please. Yeah. But you know that's a lot of work and effort put into a piece of shit, which I can tell you for a fact, this this feels like fucking Ezra Cohen, like something he's been wanting to do forever, like his pet project, and he's got the money to finally do it, but instead of like doing it proper, like he realized like as he was doing this, he didn't have enough money to do this. Yeah. But still did it anyways. Which is so common for a lot of pet projects in the film industry. Especially for somebody who's like very well to do. Because like I said, mm -hmm. Vampire Weekend's a really big band and like they make that's, the big That's the bucks. thing that's worse yeah. about it. It's like this feels like freaking like those like like projects that like some teachers and like want to do for like a movie, but instead this guy had the more money to make it an animation. Yeah, exactly. Like um uh, Ezra Cohen said it's like this was supposed to be like a satire, but he started caring about the characters, so he had to like flush them out more. And it's like then like you just lost the point of your satire because yeah. now you're glorifying these characters who are like the shallowest assholes and like wastes of human people. The only one who is decent is Lexi, in my opinion. Yeah, kind of. Like Kid Mero and Dios Nice voice two characters, and I like those characters a lot <laughs> just because they have like personality and I, they actually voice acted yeah like the guys well, that's just how they sound no never yeah. mind then <laughs> yeah they they run a political uh, a political satire podcast which is pretty cool mm. um i i've listened to a couple episodes I, I i like them but um so the big thing with this anime is it's um it's it's very it's already very niche because it's mm -hmm. like first of all you've got like in the Venn diagram you've got the big circle that is people who like anime. Mm -hmm. Then within that you have this circle of like people who like anime who live in New York and get New York humor. Yeah. Then within that you make a third circle that's like people who are super fucking rich who live in New York. Who live in New York. <laughs> Cuz it's like all of these jokes are aimed at like rich white people in New York and they're not like they're not, like, jokes where it's like, oh, look at how ridiculous this is. Because it's like, you know a better series that does that? Mm -hmm. Archer. Yes. Archer does that because you get that they're all supposed to be fucking terrible people and everything that they talk about is pretentious. But mm -hmm. they do it in a way where you get the... You, you understand it's, like, what they're talking about yeah. is, like, so super vapid and just, like, expensive. And the joke is it's so expensive how, and, like, meaningless. How big was the... How expensive was this conference table? Well, it what well it did cost the annual budget yeah. and the extra graves I had to for the pygmy for the Amazon pygmies it took to cut down the store. Which I and think I they can scam. Yeah, they yeah. Put them <laughs> which all I think they scammed all to yeah. one fucking medium sized hole. And that's good hole. because it's like it's 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 easier to punch up. This yeah. uh, this anime feels like it's punching now because it makes you feel stupid if you don't get the joke. It's like because you're not rich, mm -hmm. you're not part of the cream of the crop, motherfucker. Yep. Yeah. Because the first episode, okay. It kind of hooked us. Like, no, yeah, the first episode, because it's like, okay, so... All right, let us just describe this series as if it was just, we had just watched the first episode. Okay, so the, we, we have this cool alternate reality uh, Neo-Tokyo, like a, a Neo American Japanese thing. The main character is a demon hunter in like this modern setting world where demons are regular, which is cool because it's not like a thing where it's like, you know, world of darkness where it's like yeah, he's it's... operating undercover. No, this is, yeah. he is literally, his family is literally hired by the government. Yeah. And is even, is hired and by the government. Paid. And they're paid. And they're paid to take, get rid of demons. Yeah. Which apparently not everyone can do and only a few people apparently have magic. Yeah, and, and it's like you're denoted with that because you have like pink hair it, it's interesting because it has a ver diverse cast of characters you, mm -hmm. like i said you have kid marrow you have ds nice you have jaden smith there uh mm -hmm. there's um women appear regularly in this show even you, though they are now you have jude law is your robot butler which yeah jude is... law is your fucking robot butler that flies you around the city 
And they're in yeah. with that. It's like, like, okay. And we have this really weird and unique setting. Yeah, like, okay. I, I like that thing where it's like, oh, like, we can't make it down. Like, the tube traffic is terrible. It's like, we have to take the express route. And they, like, jettison down. And, like, the, half of New York's neighborhoods are underwater. Which are, like, owned by the rich, apparently. Yeah. It, it's, like, super cool imagery, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, you have, like, this Venice, New York. You have, it, it's very stylized. Yeah. Yeah. And which we can give it props for that is where the setting, I will give it that, is rather unique. Yeah, like, I, I also like, I, I will put this one caveat that I actually really like. I love the soundtrack. They play a lot of, I'm a really big fan of classical music and they also have like this weird mix before and after every episode that feels very reminiscent of like anime in the mid 2000s I, and 90s. I don't know. I skipped those. Oh, okay. Well, well, they, they have like kind of like that ambient, like, you know, like whenever animes have like that break and there's like that ambient theme, it's like, do, 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 do. But here's the thing. Yeah. They, it got reused and wasn't like properly edited in for yeah. a lot of the later parts of where it's like, it's like, wait, looks like, so. all right. Tr they have the same transition music. It's like a wah yeah. that is used between every single, single scene, scene transition. It's like, yeah. like you're supposed to fit in different ones for what the kind of what the tone is going to be like for the next scene. And yeah, it's like they so don't, it's like they have like this clear very budget issues. Yeah, and they so I but I agree with you, and I I also agree with you in the fact that this is a very unique uh, setting. I love the premise that this is like a, a old world this immigrant kid who has to make his own living in New York. And he's already it's stated that he's made it. He 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 walks around in he, like nice he clothes. Comes, and stuff. But here's the thing though. He apparently does come from money. Yeah, because his hot. family yeah. has done money, but it's not one of those kind of situations where he can he doesn't have to work anymore. He has to keep working. Yeah, literally uh, in the first episode, his aunt literally tells him, "Listen, if you want to keep living this fucking lifestyle, you better you get work. to work." Which is a good work ethic. And, yeah. and you're like, oh, "Okay, so it, it's like this is gonna be an anime between like him wanting to hang out with his friends and get into rich shenanigans, or actually like help Neo Yokio." Which it usually ends up being his teenage angst usually trumps everything. Yeah, so it's like it just ends up with him just being a shitty person. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so going back and digging around in the guts of this corpse, mm -hmm. I fucking hate Kaz Khan, and I yep. fucking hate Elena. So the, yep. the, the character that is supposed to be woke in this series, after he exercises her, is Helena uh, St. Tr uh, Troy, or whatever the fuck her name is, uh, Helena. So she's a fashion blogger, and like after she gets um, exercise, she decides she's become woke, and she sees how shallow and vapid everybody in New York City is. Mm -hmm. But she's like a complete straw man character, mm. which is the way I understand it is like you you show like the absolute extremes of this one thing and say that that's how everybody is from that thing. Yeah, I believe that is. Which is like why term for it. Yeah, which is why I believe like feminism and like the uh, suffers from that because it's like yeah. uh, like I don't have a problem with feminism. I have a problem with a, uh, a with couple the crazies. Of, well, with a couple of the people who are the main vocal pieces of yeah. feminism because I don't believe that they have the best like the 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 best intentions. No, they usually don't. Theirs is usually instead of equality, it's more of we need to kick you down. Well, so we, yeah, it's not even that. It's okay. Like, it's we are not now yeah. delving into. Yeah, yeah. This is not a feminism yeah, podcast. Yeah, this not. is a shitty anime podcast. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but but it's like she's a complete straw man character because if she's she's that obnoxious person that I have met in college. That's <laughs> like, you know. 
they come in and they take their first liberal studies class and they're uh. like, did you know there were slaves and the Civil War was about slavery? Also, apparently, discrimination is a thing. And I'm like sitting across the classroom in my fucking brown ass skin coming like a, like a, on, a, a, on like a Pell Grant. And I'm like, no, yeah. Yeah, like, like where, where were you this entire time? Hey, I was asked in high school if I had horns as a Jew. <laughs> what? It is a really, really old world, like, freaking, like, stereotype that Jews have horns. I don't remember if we've talked about this on the podcast or not, but no joke, in high school, I remember discussing with some friends of mine, like, we were discuss. it was like, one of our teachers, one of our English teacher, always walked out every single fucking class. Yeah. We were discussing it, and it was like, world, we were discussing World War II, and then it dived onto the Holocaust, someone makes a stupid comment, and I go like, well, I'm Jewish, you dumbass! Yeah. And then as we were, like, laughing about it, this kid just walks up to me, and just asks me, like, asks me, you're Jewish, right? He's like, yeah. Do you have horns? What no. the fuck? <laughs> oh, okay. And then he walked off. Uh, it was one of the weirdest things. And I can tell this wasn't some kid trying to be like racist. Funny, or or this is what he was taught. He was as taught, a kid. yeah. And he thought it was true. And he's never seen a, he clearly never seen a Jew before. Well, I believe you handled that in the right way. It's like, do you have horns? No, man, that's stupid. It's like, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, not even saying that stupid. Like, no. Yeah, like, no, man. Okay. Yeah. Why Why? Why would I have horns? I didn't want to dive too far into that. I didn't know this kid, Are you really. Filipino? Where's your pirate tattoo? Like, we're not all pirates. <laughs> <laughs> no, a large proportion is. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, like this this series is it's just super fucking tone deaf. And like, okay, Helena St. Troy is like that super obnoxious person who has just discovered the plight of ninety mm-hmm. percent of the world of the poor oh and like how vapid their lifestyle is, and they feel the guilt crushing up on top of their privileged shoulders, and they have to take up the flag now and show how like you know how woke they are and fight. But it does. Okay. But she doesn't do that. She decides instead to lock herself in her room and be a piece of shit. Yeah, she she goes. Uh, what's the hikikomori? Yes. So yeah. for those who don't know, uh, Mark, it's a shut. Is a shut-in. It is usually someone who has no education, no training, no job. Isn't that a, um, a neat? neat? They're yeah. generally kind of one and the yeah. same. Um, at least that's the stereotype. Yeah. But a hikikomori is essentially someone who has decided to sh- become a shut-in for the rest of their life, despite being a entire like problem for everyone else. Yeah, but uh, I actually did like a little bit of research on it. Uh, be it the research was like reading some articles on Wikipedia and following a couple of the yeah, references. Yeah, d- do note yeah. we don't do an extreme amount of research. Not here. an extreme amount. I mean, like if I hit like six hundred dollars in my Patreon, then I'll be fucking like reading through fucking books and yeah, like. We will, yeah, we would. If we if we if this if we actually made money on this, we would do a lot more work. Yeah, but like Hikiko Mori is um. It's more of like a Japanese thing because it's like the implication I got off of it is it's exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. But the idea of a kikomori is it's like the pressure of society is too much for like an individual to bear. Because like we've, mm-hmm. we've talked about this in a couple of older episodes where it's like Japanese society expects you to be a gear in the machine. You have to contribute. You have to like you have to bear the weight of the, the entire country, your share on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. So Hikiko Mori, the idea is it's like you 
feel like that's too much pressure. Like all of a sudden, like once you're out of high school, you have to you have to do the family business. You have to pay taxes. You have to be an effective member of society. Which like, we can all understand the stress of that. Yeah, that's it fucking sucks. frightening. Yeah. I'm dealing with that right now. I'm still going to work and crap. And yeah. Oh, God. I so, just... like, uh, Hikikomori, from what I found, it's like they're they're doing a couple of, like, uh, probing studies with it, and they're finding out there's, like, a high... Um, th there's a high concentration of people who go Hikikomori that are either um, autistic or they're on the spectrum um, or they have anxiety disorders, which makes sense because it's like the Japanese culture does not allow for that. They don't you know, deal with mental health well. Clearly. Not at all. You, because you're like you are a fucking cog in the machine. Get to work. Do your desk. When the boss goes out to drink and do social things, you go out with them. If somebody reaches out on your skirt, fucking deal with it. You have to go to work in the morning, mm -hmm. and it's awful. But the problem is, Helena Saint Troy just decides that it's like, I'm going Hikikomori, and it's it's not a choice. That's the thing. Hikikomori is like an uh, they're classifying it under like a mental disorder or like a disorder that people have because it's not that you don't want to leave the house you can't because it's like your anxiety and the pressure of like depending on it start to break down on you mm -hmm. and that's why i like that's one of the main reasons i hate her character because that's that's almost as if like one of those people that i was just talking about earlier just goes in and just be like you know what i'm deciding i'm black now and i don't <laughs> agree with any of this stuff and it's just like I, I understand that you I've met an, those people as well. Yeah, it's a, I understand I have that you met, want to I be have met ally. a person who really decided that they were black. And there was, I remember, Janine, I remember we were discussing this at one point. Who was that crazy person that we found on Encyclodramatica who, or no, it was the person you know who declared that they were Japanese. But yeah, it's 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 the weeaboo disease. It's yeah. the weeaboo disease when like all of a sudden you declare it's like, I'm not white. I'm secretly Japanese, and I am the chosen one with all the Sharingans. And it's like I hope you saw the picture I sent you yeah. with the bug. Yes, it's, it, <laughs> it's so like you understand. It's like it's obnoxious. Yes, like it's obnoxious at best and highly toxic at worst mm -hmm. because it's like then you're co-opting this thing you like fully don't understand. This is this is what I. Feel feel like people get mad about when they talk about cultural appropriation especially like when you appropriate this thing of hikikomori and like she has this fucking mm. fan club where they're like that's so cool we have to do that too like they're treating it like it's a trend mm -hmm. and it's like no it's not it's a mental disorder it's like these people are suffering from fucking anxiety and it's like she goes on like these rants and stuff and there's good points that uh kaz actually makes there were it's... sorry i was I, the, a blue fog kind of came over me as i watched the series and it slowly turned pink and i just kept asking myself if this is over yet it's super sh it's because it's uh, okay but but like the the thing that's uh, when ezra or fucking oh shit when kaz talks to her because it's like she she shows up she refuses to wear anything else than her oh, yeah, hospital then... gown and her bandage which is stupid stupid and she keeps that bandage on through the entire series yeah. it's like is this only supposed yeah. to go over like a week because she like goes that? into the banquet and like she she is like dressed in her hospital gown and she's like you standing look on foolish. the table she's like, i look in light and it's like fuck you Ugh. because it's like okay so there's a couple of reasons why this character doesn't uh, makes me uncomfortable and why it makes me mad. Like appropriation of a mm -hmm. kikomori, a term that Ezra Cohen clearly doesn't understand. 
Um, she has like that false sense of being like woke and like understanding how everything is going. And the second thing is she targets um, Kaz. And Kaz is also, Kaz is no saint. We're, I'm gonna shit on Kaz a whole bunch with Mark in, in mm -hmm. a minute. But the thing with Kaz is like Kaz is, for all intents and purposes, an immigrant who has come over here, an immigrant who is a kid of color, an immigrant who is also working and like to keep his stature. And she shits on him for like enjoying the uh, essentially the, re the, the reaps of his bounty, things that he's enjoyed because it's like he's worked for that. And that argument that she has falls apart. I feel like she, if she had directed that at uh, Archangelo, then that would have worked because it's like your privilege in every because it the, works with that. And yeah. here's the thing about like I know you've been like saying I know. All right, I'm starting to dip into shitting on Kaz now. No, oh, no, we're gonna shit on Kaz. Let's okay, shit here's on Kaz. the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing that bothers the crap out of me. You keep making it sound in the way you're making it sound like it sounds yeah. like this guy is a skilled worker. He's, He's not. not. He is He's a, a privileged shitty. son of a bitch yeah. who was privileged with magical powers. Yeah, and is one of the only people in New York who's apparently like the only person in New York who can do these jobs. Yeah, because apparently there's no other freaking exorcists around, which I think would have brought up a great point with him not taking his job seriously because someone else is taking his goddamn work. Yeah. Oh my god! Like this. It's, it's, uh, it's so also, badly executed for the story. It's it's super. Let's talk about like the fucking Rama one and one half episode where it's like <laughs> that episode actually made me and Mark uncomfortable. Like I had like, I watched I didn't yeah. watch all the episodes. Like I was behind two episodes before we to. watched this yeah. podcast, and I watched that episode with Michael and Janine. And oh my god, it's like, actually like. It like executed a classic joke badly. It it, it and it may, tried to make the joke political. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was just like you didn't earn this. This is not what people watching this series are gonna be. So so, so what happens is essentially it's like their uh, uh, Kaz's uncle dies and they have to check out on his house in the Hamptons. And his douchebag of a cousin. Yeah, who who does water magic apparently mm -hmm. wants the house, but like his friends, uh, fucking uh, Deuce uh, Deuce Marrow and uh, uh, or Deuce Nice and Kid Marrow jump in. I forgot what their character. The Lexi names are. and like. Uh, good Go leg or something. Go, I don't know how to say it. or whatever. Yeah. So they jump in the pool and one turns into a panda. Okay. Uh, Lexi turns into a woman. Yep. So they decide to go to a party later because it's like Kaz's ex-girlfriend is going to be there. Yep. And, um, and Kaz, Kaz can't seem to move fucking on. Yeah. And Kaz talks his friend into pretending to be his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's one of like the cringiest things where it's like if this was played off as like an if actual well anime. Yeah, yeah, here's the thing. If they had just stopped at no joke Lexi ditching his ass to go with the lesbian, which is creepy enough as it is, yeah. with the implications for that, yeah. which for now that I think about it more is really fucked up. It is. No, like that's, yeah, we'll get into that, but go on. But nonetheless, yeah. it would have been left off as a funny joke. Yeah. It, it would have left off as a funny joke, but or like you know if they, you can laugh it off, yeah, like they either you either have to lower the stakes completely and laugh it off, or height like elevate them really high and like really try to say something with the episode. You can't do a limp wristed go like through the midway because if you do that, you end up with this where it's like there's an empty exposition of it. it's like gender is a spectrum, not a binary that the character doesn't earn because the character is also like trying to have sex with a lesbian woman. Yeah. Who, who is, uh, because he's like, he says, I do not identify as female. I am like, even though I have a hot lady body, I do not identify as female. So it's like, this is, there's kind of, um, 
shit, I forget what the name for them are, but there's um, a, a couple of my friends who are trans have told me about it because they're a big problem in the community. Please don't, please don't say trans femme or something like that. Uh, I no, know there's people who claim to be trans black, which is what we were just talking no, 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 about. No, 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 no. It's a, it's there. There's a breed of feminism out there who do not accept transgendered women, like oh, uh, yeah. men to women, because like the the entire thing with them is they're like men are just saying that so they can like have sex with lesbians and that's a fucked up thing to yeah, say that is a really yeah, that's up. a really fucked up thing yeah. to say and they don't respect like uh trans like trans women as like actual women and even if you just yeah. put like 10 minutes of thought into that idea that is a lot of work yeah for what you're claiming for a, that's for like a an adam sandler plot no, that, of a movie no, that yeah. is that is no joke. That is Bar Adam's that is Barney Stinson levels of stupidity. <laughs> for Hi, I met your mother. Freaking Neil Patrick Harris dressing up as a woman to have sex with a lesbian. Yeah. I, I, I hear, and not even that. Even in the show when he tries to hook up with a lesbian, he doesn't even do it. He just comes off as a feminine man. He just plays Neil Patrick Harris. So, so... Uh, let, let's introduce a new rule, the Adam Sandler rule. If it sounds like the thing you're afraid of is a thing Adam Sandler would do in a movie, it's probably not a thing that people would do. <laughs> but it's like... But what about Robin Williams pretending to be a um, a nurse, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire? Mrs. Doubtfire? Well, that's because he wants to be with his family. On further inspection of that movie, people can like say it's like, oh, well, that's like creepy and stuff, but it's also Robin Williams in the 90s where like the attitude of everything was very different. And just laugh it off. Yeah, like it's Robin Williams. He's trying to be funny, goddammit. Yeah. And at the same time, heartfelt. It's supposed to be like this big guy. A cute movie, but it's like you know everybody can like have their own interpretation. Like everybody in the Hundred Acre Woods is a step of grief, and Christopher Robin's dead. Wait, yeah. what? <laughs> I'll I'll tell you that later. But the entire thing is like Lexi when Lexi turns into girl Lexi, like Kaz just starts treating him like shit. It's like that one line where it's like, oh, don't speak because you'll give yourself away, is like an actual fear a lot of trans people have because it's like you can dress up as like the gender you identify as but a lot of people are afraid it's like when they talk their voice will give them away mm -hmm. and that's played off as a joke here and I don't think Ezra Cohen thought this through. No, I don't think yeah. he did because honestly that, was, that didn't even trigger on my radar because I'm yeah. not as... I just don't have as many trans friends. Yeah, be because it's like when you think about it, and it's like that's a fucked up. It's a fucked up thing to say just to like a like a trans person, but it's also a fucked up thing to say to a woman. Yeah. Because the other way this could go to no, it's like, is just don't me. open your mouth because people will know you're, you're not a rich woman, or you're not oh. smart, or you're exactly. not whatever. You're too. You're urban. embarrassed by you. Yeah, exactly. You're embarrassed by you. Like he kisses her. Uh, he kisses his friend against his will, and there's like this thing. It's like don't kiss me, son. Like which was literally just after. After a moment of where he was making out with a lesbian, which which looked a lot more natural, and then all of a sudden this shit happened. Yeah, like this entire like this entire episode was like cringeworthy and just like Ugh, this is. And don't get me started grody. on his cousin, who the the creepily like rich the agent. I like the cousin. <laughs> <laughs> the idiot who thought he could get away with stealing his dad's time. house by turning his father yeah. into a raccoon. Yeah, so like the the reason why when they jumped into the the pool was and why would the son look so Asian and the father doesn't? I don't think he's supposed to be Asian. I think he's supposed to be like Florida Hamptons trash. Okay. I can, yeah. I can buy like that. he didn't come off as Asian at all. I think it's just like the way they drew his eyes. Yeah, the way through. they drew his face and then yeah. that haircut is very. No, no. I think he's just supposed to because it's like that anime shorthand for this is an aggressive man. He's got uh, like those like. He's got a wife beater. Yeah. 
Which, like... I, I mean, I love his monologue where you find out it's like they 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 transform in the pool because it's like he, he was showing off for his bros and then, like, his bros all turned into butterflies. And I love his line. It's like, I turned my bros into butterflies and then I had to I spent all day trying to catch their bitch asses. And he's, like, running around with the net trying to catch his pants. I was like, that's pretty good. Uh, but, see, that was yeah. actually a good bit. Which, uh, like, yeah, that's he, the kind of tone they should be taking with yeah, this show. Yeah, exactly. That's the kind of tone they should like they're like, like a weird like level like trying to be boondocks but anime kind completely of absurdist like I would have loved it if this show was about boond like was the flavor of boondocks but was shitting on the rich mm-hmm. except uh, instead of like uh, like showing how hard it is being black and yeah. how people don't respect you for it which mm-hmm. is like Boondocks is like a hard fucking show to watch sometimes because mm-hmm. of that. It's like you get it's a joke, but you're like, oh, dude. Fuck. I watched yeah. that show when I was younger and not thinking about like kind of shit. To yeah. me, it just came. I was like, going, this show is very well animated, and I don't, I don't find it that funny. Yeah, because. But it's, then, like later, I watched it again in college, and going, oh, that's what this is. Yeah, supposed because to be it's about. like it's not supposed to be funny. It's supposed yeah. to be like kind of like mean. Yeah. And it's like it works for that, and I yeah. wish that's the tone the show had taken. Or, at the very least, just keep the show at the same tone as the fucking cousin. Yeah, like, make it hella stupid. Yeah. Like, make it either... This is how Midget Mages do it. He who's trying to use, like, what... His privileged-ass, magical... Magical whore-ass to make a living. Yeah. Or he's trying to use it to, like, Bros, bros, check this out. Bros, 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 check this shit out. And it wasn't even animated that well, either. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was all stills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, that episode is just like this. And it ends with... With a terrorist attack in New York City. Yep. Which is like, this show did not earn that. It was mm-hmm. like, the stakes suddenly went from like zero, zero. to a hundred. Which it's is like, then like kind of played off as going, yeah, there was a terrorist attack. Yeah, and it's like, they're go- they're going to the conti- continue their Grand Prix. It's like, when 9-11 happened, everything stopped for like a month in New York City. To be fair though, a ton of people died in that one, and this apparently no one got hurt. Yeah, okay. Except so, except the leaderboard. That's that's the other problem I have with like that entire thing of the terrorist bombing. Because mm-hmm. it's like the the big thing in the city is the bachelor board, which is like, you know, they're 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 obelisk to capitalism yep. and misogyny. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Totem of ultimate male privilege. <laughs> Look at these living men who can have sex with any women they want. Let us venerate them forever. <laughs> but yeah, and no, they are not the fantastic. How will we know who's the best? The no. board is gone. Who will I throw my daughter at like a hot commodity? <laughs> <laughs> because that's what and it, then things go crazy as once rivals now must be friends that's yeah okay so listen just because you knock down the score the scoreboard in a basketball game doesn't mean we're all on the same team now no but it's like i kind of like that but it's like my problem was that shouldn't have come from um archangelo because it's like at the beginning of that episode they go to the world trade centers which are like flooded and it's like apparently like a nice restaurant. And Archangelo goes over funny. there and makes a peace offering to Kaz, even though they've been shitty to each other like this entire time. And like Kaz is like, why are you doing this? Is because it's like the board's gone. There's no longer East gentlemen and West gentlemen. There's just gentlemen. <laughs> and it's like 
that speech should have come from the main character. Because the main character is actually really upset that the status quo is gone. Yeah. And that's not a thing that a main character should be fighting for. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, it's essentially like the separation. Like, he wants a separation <laughs> of sides of the city. Where does it end, Kazkod? Today it's east and west. Tomorrow it's, it's north and south. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my god, this... God. And not only that, it doesn't help the fact that the voice acting for this is so phoned in from 90%, well, the main characters. Uh, that is the next part I want to dive into okay, now, yeah, let's go is the voice acting. The voice acting. <laughs> Jaden Smith does not is not a voice actor. He is not a good, he does not do a good job at his, at this at all. Yeah. He speaks it literally the same way you'd expect him to read his tweets to you in his head. And there's, there's it's actually... With slight energy, a little bit of positivity, or a little bit of negativity, but it's like, it's just like, oh god, it's clear that you're reading this, you're not yeah, acting it. I, I have a, I, I, I have a slight uh, thing against that, though. I felt like that could have worked. I felt like, you, Jaden Smith comes in two speeds, which is neck breaking fast, or molasses stupid slow. I, about to say, I thought to, you could say, after Earth? <laughs> or, or God, I don't remember what other fuck is shit, fucking shit he's in. Because uh, uh, that's yeah. how bad After Earth was. Because he's he's like his dad, Will Smith. Which is Will Smith should be casted in like really either like high over the top um, like roles. Like I loved him in Men in Black. Mm -hmm. I loved him in Wild Wild West. Yes. I I also liked him in uh shit. What's a uh, um uh the Last Man. Uh, the I, Last Man. Oh, I am Legend. Yeah, I am Legend. He was great in that. Ooh, yeah, oh God, we found a girl. picture of bald Jaden Smith with grills. Yeah. So, but but it's like Will Smith has like this acting range of it. it's like he knows how to act when it's like you know when he wants to. I love that scene in like I Am Legend where he has that breakdown and he starts screaming at Frank. At, or the oh, when he breaks the next dog. Oh, yeah, when dog. he breaks the dog's neck because it's like Will Smith is like. <laughs> Why did you remind me of one of my childhood sad yeah. moments? God damn it. Yeah, but like you know Will Smith, it's like when he's like you know when he's like really hamming it up as Will Smith, you're having a great time. When he's sad and broken, you're like. <gasps> No, not Will! Not my Smith! <laughs> or you have what's coming up next, I, that new show like Wand or something like that. It's coming, I think it's a movie or something on Netflix of where he plays essentially a L.A. cop in a world that in which magic is a normal thing. Really? Bright, I think. Was, oh God, what that was it? sounds rad. It actually looks pretty freaking rad. And okay. It's, it's got kind of like that um, buddy cop kind of like hardness to it of like he's clearly in a... He doesn't. He's in a if in a low budget neighborhood kind of thing like that. Okay, and yeah, yeah. literally, a the story is they find a wand, which is essentially like a massive weapon. Yeah, and it's and it's basically trading hands through the city and deals with like police corruption. This is like his partner's like is like an orc and stuff. And it's that sounds fucking yeah, rad. Are you serious? Is yeah, this a city a series. Uh, Bright, I think it's called. I'm totally yeah, Bright. fucking okay. That's totally on my radar we, we now. Will, we will we'll watch it. We'll watch. I'll show you the trailer after this. Yeah, thank you for telling me. Like about here, that, like but. here, I'll show you the picture. Like him and his partner. That sounds. That looks super fucking rad. But it's like you, you get what I mean with Will yeah. Smith, right? So Jaden Smith, I feel like can do that because it's like there's. Can he though? Yeah, I there, don't know if he's even that great of an actor because he did the Karate Kid. After Earth, which was I, a, I uh, thought he was okay in the was Karate a Kid. Yeah, but After Earth was a torrential like. Uh, After Earth was terrible. Shit. 
because it's like storm of I don't series. know why they keep casting these characters as like emotionless because well, it's like you, well you want to know why they did After Earth because that was literally a dad and son bonding activity between Will Smith and Jaden Smith this is that how, wasn't a movie to make money that was Will Smith wanting to spend time with his son but still wanting to make a paycheck as characters who can't show emotion to each other it's like this is a weird way to show it but okay so so like Jaden Smith could have done this entire thing like completely deadpan, which mm. is like keep him in like the same like position of privilege and not understanding and like anything. Mm -hmm. And then you could have had Helena St. Troy like explain to him why everything's bad. He's like, oh, or oh. have him completely crazy like in the Rama one half episode where he's like begging Lexi to please, please, please. Like have him be like super immature and petulant, mm -hmm. and then have Helena be the foil to that. Like, but no, she's got to be a terrorist. Yeah. Spoiler uh, alert, so she's Helena a terrorist. is a terrorist. This is also, it's like she goes, she jumps from the extreme of like being like this stupid like a woke liberal to like straight up being a terrorist. She blows up a piece of New York. And to which doesn't, brings me to the many questions. The fuck did she get a bomb? Yeah, like there's nothing in the series that warrants, the, it's like how she, how, does she know how to make a bomb? Does she know how to make C4? It would have been she better if she literally said, Lily's made a deal with the demons or something like that. Because apparently exactly. anyone can do that. Because no joke, there is an episode in which her, like, fan club, literally, in they order to follow the her, demon, yeah. makes a deal with demons to kill Jaden Smith and become possessed themselves so as to follow her journey. Yeah, and it's like, the, 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 oh, to which is never addressed when they escape. Yeah, they escape because it's like they're clearly coming back in like the series, uh, series two. But like the the thing is, it's like they drop the demon, the demon thing at like episode three. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like it becomes completely unimportant because it's no, it's about like Jaden, like uh, it, it's about like Kazcom being rich and going on like weird ass rich adventures and trying to save Helena. Yeah, and it's like. It doesn't... He's a complete dick to his robot in that episode as well. Yeah, let's talk about, like, the robot, uh, Charles. Charles, so Charles the only... The, the shining star in this damn series. Yeah. The only character that is, like, respectable as well as, like, which is, a decent human being. Being a robot, which is definitely a... Definite, well, I, I want to talk about something that actually is, like, really upsetting once you think about mm -hmm. it. So it's, like, in that Rama episode, we find, like, Charles is, like, wandering on the entire thing because like Jaden has like or uh Kaz and squad have such a low priority for the robot because the robot's at like 64% and like the B plot is the robot is dying because it's charges out and they just don't care about the robot enough they don't care about Charles enough to go get Charles a charge mm -hmm. so Charles ends up dying like the robot dies and it's revealed that there's a person piloting it the entire time this little woman named Sadie who we couldn't find out who was voicing her I, I have a feeling it might be John DiMaggio do doing the voice Maybe I I'm still convinced it might be um, what's his face Jude Law Jude actually Law trying just to do, do it just doing a hello that would be cool which sound it's what it sounded like yeah. but but it's not billed as that uh, but it's like yeah see like it's revealed there's a person under there and like Kaz it's like there's a person inside the mecha and it's like his friends are like yeah dude do you not know how mechas work it's like no I just bought this one used so several things that are yes. really upsetting about that first of all. If that's like, how that's, did you own this thing for God knows how long yeah. and not noticed it, a person was in there? Either there is this pilot is paid very well, 
and knows exactly what's going on, or it's slave work. Yeah, it, no, that's it, that's it, literally the thing. The, this person is like a neo-slave, mm -hmm. because it's like, the, the thing she says, it's like, oh, uh, like, how come you don't sound like Charles? It's because, like, whenever I say anything, it has to go through a thought filter, and it's filtered out. So it's like, she does, like, Sadie doesn't have any like freedom of speech inside mm -hmm. the bot. Kaz literally doesn't understand that like Charles is a person inside that and yep. doesn't treat them like a person. Nope. There's like a hard slavery overtone to that that I don't think the anime caught. Which they were supposed to play <laughs> off as a joke. Yeah. Which I would like to also add on to just that aspect of having the pilot in there and on perhaps not on <clears throat> seeing it as kind of like the free will thing. Think of it this way. If you had to work, if, like, out of college you get the job to be a butler or anything, you're going to deal with these pretentious kids. How nice would it be literally to have a nice little device on you which can keep you from saying the, yeah, I swear, yes, I'll do it, you little piece of shit. Of course, sir. No, because it would make your life so much easier. That's what it sounds like. She, like, she, like... Because, like, Charles is, like, the most reasonable one out of all of them. And then you only find out that's because it's, like, everything she's saying is filtered through. So it sounds reasonable to Kaz. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's actually, like, incredibly <laughs> sinister. I mean, Kaz, we need help. I'm making brekkies, you impudent little schmuck. Yeah, I'm <laughs> making brekkies. No, I'm making brekkies, you schmuck. <laughs> Which was probably one of the better lines in the whole series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Finally, someone treating him like shit like Steve he is. Steve Buscemi's in this. And he is a character who literally has no uh, no other facial features. They don't know how, like, they didn't know how to animate, like, I don't the menacing even, tone of No, here's the thing. I don't think it's they didn't know how to animate. They literally just didn't have the money for it. Clearly. Yeah. He has the same expression through the entire thing. So he, he, and that mo weird moment when you keep forgetting that vaping is actually a thing and it comes up in TV it series comes and it's off weird. as so like obnoxious and yeah. like oh god it's not like when we when we grew up it's just nothing but oh no I'm gonna go take a smoke kind of thing like yeah. that. oh don't worry I have my vape wait what? because it's the future and it's like oh that's actually like I don't know and why, then you but remember the fact that there are things and it's like oh yeah, yeah. it's like I, I don't know why but the that made me like this anime super more it didn't make, it made me it's like oh fuck what the hell I say is I. Like, Quit, take a puff from my vaporizer. You, well, it's not obnoxiously large. No, it's just... Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the... Oh God, it, it's just, like, this anime... You know, uh, the animation quality... I wanted to say this earlier, but it's, like... Did you ever watch Cartoon Network when you were in high school or anything? Mm, yeah, I watched... Do you well, remember Totally Spies? Yes. It reminds me of the animation from Totally Spies. But Totally Spies did it better. Yeah, it, it it's, like... They did full girls in skin-tight outfits with no boob jiggling. And no, just yeah. Like, like, it was an appropriate thing, despite when... If this was done by a Japanese studio, it would have been so crazy. And it, it makes sense in Totally Spies, because it's like, they actually have... They try to do fluid animation, so mm -hmm. it's like, we have to make all our characters very stiff and very framework, because it's easier to animate like that. This, like, Neo Yokio has that same idea, but they... Like, they were just like, we'll shave all of the money, like, we'll pocket all of that money that we saved to do that, and we'll still, we're still gonna animate it like it's shitty. <sighs> so, it, it's just, like, all of this. And then, like, okay, so the series ends with, it's like, Helena St. Troy, like, goes over to, um, Oh, God, can I... Yeah, we're talking well, about well, the let, yeah let me get to oh, that. Okay. So, it's like, they... Helena goes over to uh, fucking Kaz Khan's apartment and she's like, you gotta get me out of here. I blew up the Bachelor board. And it's just like glossed over and then like Kaz is like, well, I guess I'm gonna have to do it because and the I'd plot like to dictates. Know, I would like to also add the sudden and what the point was the, chi 
was the Russian woman from the last episode yeah. who runs away. <laughs> well, they need her, like, they need her because it's like they have to impersonate her in the race because it becomes a thing where it's like she can, like, they can only escape. Uh, but why did she run? They just say Russians, the last one disappeared. In yeah, New because York. it's like. Which made it sound like. Was she assassinated? Was this like no, no, Neo no, Yokio no. wanted to win it so badly they took her out? No, the idea is Neo Yokio is like such a capitalist utopia, and uh, Russia every is, communist wants to leave. Yeah, every communist wants to leave because like they're from like straight up like communist Russia. They're waving the old communist sick, like hammer and sickle flag. Yeah, because they don't call it's it. They don't call it Russia. They call it the Soviet Union. Yeah, they call them Soviets. The Soviets. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, like, the he, he's supposed to babysit this racer, race car character, and she runs away. So they're like, oh, fuck, that was my job. And then, like, they devise a plan, because the only way out of uh, Neo Yokio... Is, is apparently uh, an, uh, only a, a Formula One is driver. the Jefferson case. Tunnel, which is which, on the racetrack. Which, yeah. I don't know why it's on the racetrack. Normally, for something like that, you'd sh close it off. Yeah, so... Because that's not where you're supposed to be going. So, like, uh, Kaz Khan, like, they decide, like, when they go in for, like, their tool up for their car and a pit stop, they're gonna which hide. Which, I would like to add... Yeah, okay, Now that it. I am... I currently work with the NASCAR industry. I am very in tune with how fast an average car it takes to disassemble the car and fill it up with gas. Yeah. The average time for a really good pit team is about 12 seconds. Yeah. Which is amazing, in fact. If you, That's pretty like, impressive. I, like, no joke, whenever I watch the races for work, it's like, that is, it is very yeah. impressive. And you find out, like, the difference being 0.3 of a second is the determines whether you're first or, like, fourth. Damn. Getting out of the pits. And that's, all right, that's another thing to decide. We see the first guys coming. It was two or three seconds. Yeah. Like, you never even see the arms move from each bolt. It's just like... Yeah. Tire off. Tire on. Like, okay. And then the next... Then, the, then because in order to get get her out of the city, they thought, we'll hide her in the front of the car. Yeah, because they hide her in the Because there's no nose. engine or any other pieces in the front of the car. Or they keep it empty so it doesn't weigh anything. Yeah. <clears throat> and when they come up to it, his... His buddies just walk over wearing the pit team outfits very slowly, I might yeah, add. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden he is Played like for a comedic like effect. third or fourth part. My question being, where the hell was the Russian pit team? Yeah, you lost yeah, the driver. You didn't lose the pit team. Did they also defend their like I guess I guess I'll, I I guess Mila is gone. What do we do? And they all just look at each and other. They scatter. And then they just scatter. <laughs> like, <laughs> I scatter like cockroaches yeah, turn the like, light. The leaders the second the leadership is gone, they all look at each other. And then they're gone. Like, it would have been hilarious to be like throughout the anime, you just see them in the background doing like super touristy American. Things. Like he's got like a balloon that says like I love Neo Yokio, and, and they all still wearing the like bright red. Pink yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got. But you like, see, that would be a competent student, competent <laughs> work of fun. And it would be <laughs> still just... I can just... Because, like, essentially, they go and smuggle a wanted terrorist on the pick room. And it's like... And it's, they fit her into this bag, which yeah. is a very odd thing. But, but you made a good point earlier. You're just like, this should be all filmed because people want to see the Pickery thing. Yeah. No, it's okay. So I can, I can see you, like, in your fucking NASCAR office and then, like, fucking... I don't know, some Formula 1 racer. Like, two oh, guys, yeah. instead of, like, eight or, like, the freaking, like, 
like six or eight people who come up to jack up the car, one with the tire yeah. to replace it, the guy with the gun to undo the bolts, <laughs> and the guy fueling it up, that's and like... then the guy who comes over to tape the damn windshield. No, this guy has two guys walk up. One of it which pop didn't even change the tires, which should be worn down by another, yeah. worn down at this point, and then freaking and it's all and then later we start after all that business of where it's like hey man here's a joke here's another joke here's another joke because we throw this thing in front of your car which isn't to say this woman would die yeah. under the amount of G's force that they go through in this stupid like not to speed mention, racer yeah. of a race not to mention the heat mm-hmm. the jostling but like I can, I can and then they fly off a highway and crash yeah. I can just imagine you in your office, like watching the life. It's like, what the fuck are they doing? What the fuck are they doing? Like, there's just two Why guys is no one saying with like that? a trash bag, and Osama bin Laden's head pops up, and you're just knocked over your bagels and lost trying to desperately dial the. If you see something, say something up. Like what? Here's the thing, though. These videos that I'm talking about for the pit crew thing, it's not a private feed that I have because of my work. No, they show this on TV Live, yeah. to everyone because they show the difference. They're like, okay, the 78's just got into his pit. His pit, he's done in 11.1 seconds. This guy's done in 10 seconds somehow. And it's like, you just, you see it because then you know, like, okay, he gets out of his pit box first. Therefore, he's in front of him before they restart the race. Because I would like to add, for those who don't know, there are yellow flags, which is essentially a timeout when either something's on the track, someone crashes or something like that. Yeah. You can go into the pits during this time, but depending on how fast you are, it determines your new position on the in the in the running. Because everyone's supposed to like go timeout. Everyone stick to where you are in your placements. You like every, wherever you were in line and keep like running around until we restart the race. Wow. Like oh my god and. Jesus Christ, the amount of shit I had to say because of this Formula One. And here's the thing. For, Formula One races, they're laps. They are not a single go around this this freaking pod racer of a track. Yeah. To no. which I would like to add, even pod racing did more than one lap. They also do like the most fucked up rich people things. It's like, it's not just a race through the city. It's like you have to race through the poor part of the city. Which isn't which, blocked off or yeah, anything. It's completely like the people in the streets are like clinging to the buildings. I feel like I'm fucking in Market Street during rush hour and you're just like, I hope a car doesn't hit me across the street. And to which they even, even freaking the main character gets assaulted on there. And that's not what causes his fucking helmet to break. No, it's his douchebag of a new friend who bumps him in the back, which that shit should not break under any circumstances Circumstance, yeah. because you don't want glass in the fucking driver's eyes. Yeah, and he takes off the helmet, but it's just like, it. yeah. ah! <laughs> There's just a... I didn't think I'd become this much of a darf, a dumbass race fan, but I, it comes with my work and trying to enjoy it. I like uh, I like how this is what you're getting worked up about, not about like the over the overtones of misogyny. And, I like, could. Capitalism. I could, but you were doing just fine on your own. That's true. Join <laughs> me, has- join me, Mark. Get on my get on my poor high horse and well tear down the bourgeoisie. I am by tear by tearing into the bourgeoisie of a sport that is Formula One racing. <laughs> Oh god. It's just like so To which the French guy's name was Dave One. That was a thing. Yeah. 
I, I did like the line from like the Quebec racer. It's like, he's a very sad man. It's like, I am not a sad man. I am an angry man. <laughs> and it's like, there, there are good things in this. Okay, so full disclosure, uh, I, I'm jumping ahead to our final judgments, but it's like, I kind of actually like this anime. I didn't. I, I liked it. Even there were though it funny made moments. Yeah. But having finished it on something that literally it is my job to know shit about, and then it just kind of like spitting in my face was kind of like the final like n nail in the coffin for me. Because I'd like to also add, this is a rich, pretentious kid. Yeah. With no, with all I can say is he can drive. Driving a Formula One racer, and not only that, adding the stupid anime stunts he pulls off in yeah. the show. He suddenly turns into Initial D. It's like, if this, if this was like like Scott Pilgrim, they did the same thing. Of yeah. like, no joke. Like, even then, they gave more explanation but to that. But in Scott Pilgrim, it makes sense because it's like that world is like a manga video game. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's what it makes sense. And even then, they said like, didn't you know, Scott's like the best fighter in the, in the region. Or like yeah. something like... Or, but in like even something like that is like he knows how to drive. That is all. Yeah, he knows how to drive. It's like, but it's not the same thing. Yeah, for God's sake, the amount of parts in this. I understand you're a rich, pretentious little fuck, and I'm sure like uh, Formula One cars are si well, built that's, similarly. That's also such a stupid fucking trope for media. It's like if you're rich, you automatically know how to drive like really nice cars really fast. Fuck no. Yeah. I could probably ask a but I could probably ask my roommate who was a valet for a long time who got to drive really fancy rich cars. Yeah. And still, I mean, I think that's why I like the Green Hornet so much because it's like, first of all, Asian person drives the car and he's the most. It's almost like Big Trouble I, Little China the wait, series. The, wait, the five-time champion was wait what? No, oh, Green Hornet. Green okay, Hornet, sorry, yeah. we're now talking about something else. Yeah, yeah. But it's like so. <laughs> well, it was more like like it's like this is Wong, my butler. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like this anime just has like it, it just has it's the wrong tone to take, and it's like people. The only review that I have read off of this, which was good, mm -hmm. came off like a person who's like an asshole, and he admits that because he's like, I was, I lived Neo Yokio because it's like you can only get this anime and enjoy it, like unironically, if you are a person who went to Oxford, who is either middle or upper class, and like lives in the affluence of like New York, like this. Anime is like the worst parts of like New York and rich elitism because it's like you know in media there's like this whole thing about like New York's the American city. It's like you it can't is the make greatest it. city on earth. Yeah, it's just... like you can't make it anywhere if you're not from New York and shit. And it's like I kind of hate that. <clears throat> yep. It, it, you might have like at least the way the media makes it come off as. Yeah. I don't know about the actual pretentiousness of it of having only lived there for like a week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so if we have any New York listeners, uh, I, I'm not You're all pretentious on... little pieces of shit. <laughs> well, okay. No, that's not what I wanted to say. I, I, I don't know what it's like over there, but media certainly portrays you in a certain way that I can't stand. Yep. Yeah. I, I, your mother did not do you any favors. Yeah, it's like everybody who lives in New York is like, you know, friends. It's like, oh, we're super poor, but we can live up in like this luxury loft. And then oh, like we have enough money to like go around and like go. No, it's because events. you have your one friend who is a crazed rich sociopath who, work, who works for like a Fortune 500 company. I mean, like this is what this show essentially is. It's like, like I said, everybody is rich. Helena's mm. straw, like straw man character does not work because it's like. She's the, a fashion the, blogger, not like. Like a, not like a proper magazine like editor yeah. or something like that. Well, no. not like not even that, but but like the point is like she's suddenly she's she 
she's just adopted this skin of um pro of of protest and like oh, okay. standing up that, for yeah. these things but she still comes from affluence like kaz makes a good point that like they never get back to which is like you can say all that stuff but you still live in like one of the richest neighborhoods in the city mm-hmm. like there's a difference between somebody who goes to a protest that like you know I, I like goes to like NYU and is like fully paid off and has a trust fund versus the another student from NYU who has shit tons of student debt and is holding like 13 jobs like some it means more to like a certain person you know the first person can go back and go to a cafe and then write about the protest the second person has to go to work afterwards who has to work that yeah. cafe and it's like Helena is like the first one and it's like you needed that character who is just like you know it could it could have been like Kid Mero or Deus Nice like one of those kids where they were like they're they're just like the entourage that are hanging out with like Kaz to which literally they managed to actually start up their own business yeah like I I thought that would have been like funnier to, to which be they like, then treat it like shit and yeah which is like you know we're like we're we don't come for money bro like we're from the streets but we're like we hang with out with you because like like you're cool and stuff and that would have like added a dimension to like i feel but like they character. aren't they yeah, are they're they also, also money, money. Yeah. yeah they're also money and it's like there's not a single poor person to like balance out the and here's the thing cast. this series would have been much better if they just introduced this wall sit walled city of slums much earlier yeah like first or second yeah. episode like no joke like going like if there's a demon problem there that's so bad, literally now the rest of New Yokio actually has to do something about it. Exactly. Otherwise, it'll spill spill over into our that's problem. That's such a good fucking point. Like, it's like, oh, the most inhabited version of the city is suffering from a demon problem, and if we don't take care of that, it's like. And then Kaz couldn't be like, why didn't we take care of this sooner? And then Helena's like, nobody cared about them before. So it, as long as it was a problem in Long Island, Walled City, it mm-hmm. wasn't a problem for the rest of Neo Yokio. Yep. And that could have been the moment where it's like Kaz was like oh you could have had a scene where like Helena blows up the fucking bachelor board building and then realizes it's like oh shit and like somebody like the poor get hurt there Mm -hmm. and then like after the rubble clears like she sees it's like oh fuck what did I do that is also setting it at tones and levels way higher than this series cared about this person but Ezra came up with a decent idea for a setting a plot and a location he did not give us the right characters. Yeah, but it's like the the like at a regular anime when we do speculation like this, mm-hmm. it, it's always like this was the best case scenario that could have been. Yeah. But everything was actually built in here. The way the anime is set for the first three or four episodes, it's like that's what the trajectory is. It's mm-hmm. like you know, Kaz comes from affluence. Kaz is an asshole. Somebody wakes him up from like this vapid illusion of like aristocracy. Mm-hmm. Then he like realizes it's like, oh fuck, what have I been doing? And you get that in like two minutes at the end when he goes is in like walled city and it's just like it's this stupid pretentious like symbolism where it's like he's wearing a soviet uniform and the poor attack him and he realizes they're hurting the poor in the city yeah. and they attacking him and they're the poor have to see he's like don't you realize they're dying down there and he's just like i'm sorry everyone and it's like it's nothing is earned mm-hmm. everything is like the shallowest representation it's essentially like rich people trying to defend how awesome it is to be rich and yep. being like oh but like we'll get to saving the poor in season two. Oh my god that is so on point yeah. with how the like just like how the series is a representation and here's the best thing about it i re- this was never intended 
Yeah. What we just described for this, like how this is like a great example of just rich pretentiousness and what it's like to be rich. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Because it's like he, like Ezra, like Ezra Cohen straight up says this, like this was supposed to be like uh, um, a satire. But a satire can only work if people understand it's a satire. A satire doesn't work if it's all based around inside jokes of mm-hmm. like your Oxford clique and your squad that you roll with at the yeah. Met in New York. It doesn't work like that. If they didn't have anyone or their editor who was part of that freaking yeah. group. They didn't have someone to really go like, dude, no one's going to get this joke. Yeah. This doesn't scan. This doesn't make sense. It reminds me when I went to like uh, fucking San Francisco Comic Con and there was like this t-shirt booth next to us which were like super obnoxious and they all had like meme shirts but memes that were clearly from inside that group <laughs> and it's like no one's gonna buy that shirt what the fuck are you doing i also like stopped screaming at people and being like yo four eyes come get a new clean shirt over at our booth it's like <laughs> nobody likes that asshole mm-hmm. like um but it it's just like i i'm kind of stunned by this anime given it's only six episodes but it's like i'm stunned that it had like actually industry veterans working on it mm-hmm. and had like a very decent and competent staff that were working on it like susan sarandon was in it fucking jude laws in every episode jude laws in every fucking episode steve buscemi stephen fry is in it like mm-hmm. joe D- john dimaggio you have jaden smith who's such a weirdo and you could have used that but like as they calling, try they yeah. felt like they did a little they do like like he has so many weird lines and just perspectives that are so like his texts, yeah. his tweets. But like, I mean, like episode one is I liked episode one. I loved how stupidly like over the top melancholy Kaz was. It's like mm-hmm. take me to like the cemetery, and he has his own grave, and he's just lying on top of it. I I wanted yeah. more of that character through the series. Just like, oh, just a stupid over dramatic. Like, yeah. he thinks he's so dramatic when his problems are so small. Yeah, it's like, boo-hoo, your girlfriend broke up with you. That's happened to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's... Oh, I, okay, so, like, uh, we, we gotta get to the, the next segment. So, uh, Which is... The suspects who did it. Waifu of the week. Do we have to? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, we, uh-huh. Really? Who's the waifu of the week, yeah. Who is it, Mark? Who's, who's best Russian friend? driver. Russian driver? Yeah, give yeah. me Mila. Mila? Yeah. Mila Malovich or whatever her fun. name is. Yeah. She seems like she wants to have a good time. She's cute as, like, levels of where this yeah. is going. And she has a de- she's got a nice job. Yeah, the Russian driver. Yep. They even slightly go into that where it's like, in the Soviet Union, they don't have it as good as us. And it's just like, it's never explained. Like... They have so many chances to actually talk about social issues, but it's like Ezra Cohen was just like, no, but let's not. Yeah, let's make it funnier. Yeah. It's like they had those things written in there, but it's going, but is it funny enough? Yeah, it's like like that episode with like the Hellenist, where Mm -hmm. it's like he thinks that the goth teacher... Who has like that uh, show run fashion mm-hmm. is cool, and it's like I, and I he even has an occult symbol, which they even say is like his probably has no more meaning, honestly. I know, and I thought that episode was actually like a cool thing where it's like, oh, this is just like the other side of fashion, and it's like you're judging this person because he's weird and he wears black, mm-hmm. which but, then goes into the fact that he's gay, which then either leads on to the question of going, oh, well, it's nice to have just a progressive thing, but yeah. on the other hand, it's going. 
You're literally picking on this guy because he was gay. Yeah, it's you? because he's, he's strange. Yeah. But then you also see his closet with that is full of the same outfit, and it goes for about a mile. Well, like the the thing with the, like I like this outfit. That's kind of like I call it like dystopia fashion. <laughs> it, it's kind of like that really loose, like almost like modern cloak fashion. Mm-hmm. I I, I kind of like that. But then it is still yeah. like the idea they set it up for like the grand reveal that. He's literally just gonna go his, see his, his boyfriend. His boyfriend spins a, a, a house, DJ. A, a remix like Gregorian, Gregorian house music. But I also didn't like that part because it was like he's embarrassed that his boyfriend does like new stuff. Well, no, it's not that. The reason he was he's he, embarrassed that his boyfriend's a DJ. Yeah, he's, like, he's a DJ, whereas he is like a classically trained teacher <laughs> musician. Yeah, but it's like it. it, it enforces that classism thing where it's like this one's art, this one's pedant shit. You yeah, know? that's true. Yeah. And it's also, like, and it does that again, with like, because uh, for the first time, fucking Kaz changes his outfit, and he's, like, wearing that, and he's like, oh, actually, this is kind of nice. And then his friends chastise him for it. Which is to be expected of pretentious witch wife. Yeah, though. and I was like, well, fuck you, Shell. Like, you just stopped character. De- like, that was literally that No, but here's the thing, though. The funny thing about that is you do that, and they the only thing they did that for was the b- blue midnight blue at a black and white ball. Yeah. That was the only time that happened. It was for, like, the dumbest thing. Yeah. When he could have come to that event in that, which was still black, yeah, but odd. Hey, snowball! Ow, snowball! <laughs> God damn! All right, it. who's your waifu of the week? Oh, my waifu of the week. Super simple. She's super sassy. Oh. It's Sadie. Yep, Sadie, the the old the old the only, woman. The only character that I feel like isn't rich in the entire yeah. fight. Everybody is rich. It like. It paints Neo Yokio as it's like, and I kind of like if it went like full. It's like, oh no, this is like Star Star Trek where everybody is just like they they are want they are want of nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's like Neo Yokio is like the the vision, the, the dream other. of New York. The streets are literally paved with gold. Everybody's a maker. Everybody's mm-hmm. like a titan of industry. Um, anybody can make it, but it's not. And it's like when once you feel that i feel like this the the mood you're supposed to get is like this shattering of like perception around you mm-hmm. and sadie is like the only character in the entire show where it's like relatable yeah it's like you're this competent person piloting a mecca and it's like even your voice and your opinion is filtered out to cater to the rich yeah and I liked her for that. And, like, when she's out of the mech, she, like, sasses him. And, like, he doesn't like her when she's out of the mech because she she talks her mind. And it's like, actually, she's very crass and awful. And I'm like, fuck you, Kaz. Mm-hmm. You're just saying that because she can talk now. <laughs> I'm the- sorry women can't just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I can understand. I say yeah. it is a good choice. I agree. And I really do hope it's just Jude Law throwing on a bad female I, I voice. I hope that too. Yeah, I, I hope it is just Jude Law, like just throwing on a, 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 a good voice. A good voice? Yeah. I wouldn't call it really a good one. It was clear. Yeah, it was clearly a guy. I'm Jude Law and I pilot Mech. <laughs> I've seen your ding dong, Kaz Khan. <laughs> All Money right. can buy you a lot of things, but it can't fix what's wrong with your ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it can these days in Neo Yokio. Oh, God. You think I started with this two foot schlong? No. <laughs> Wait, are you saying Sadie has a two foot schlong? <laughs> well, she isn't that tall anyway. 
<laughs> for all we know, it could be just half a person. They're designed for that robot. Everybody Neo Yokio comes from privilege. Do you know why? And all the women lift up their dresses and they have dogs and say, Oh, I see everybody's a man. <laughs> like, this is a weird anime. I don't know where it's going. I feel like if it took a turn like that, it'd be like, okay, this is kind of making sense now. <laughs> Then it would just, but it would start dipping like Aqua Teen Hunger Forces of just weird. Yeah, like it's, I I, I would have liked it though if it, it if it had just like gone into that and it was like more space dandyish where it's like nothing matters and it's just like this thing about like how the rich suffer no consequences and but it shows how vapid and stupid they are mm -hmm. and how shallow their life is to which i still want us to play that fucking game that you and john are working oh, on phobia yeah. yeah you're it, it, which literally he perfectly demonstrates yeah. the Everybody's choices like, of the riches yeah oh uh, you, how you affect the lower class how dare your wife take the same take the last scone at the last party for that I say we put a large tax on the on the import of flour-based yeah. products into our country. Yeah, yeah. All who agree, everyone raises their hand. That's right, I bought them all off. <laughs> That's right, I bought them all. If I can't have any more scones, you may own, own the guns, but I own the bullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like, God, there's just, I, I could go and, I actually really do want to make, like, an abridged version of this and just, like, voice over everything and like actually make it like a, a really grim and fucked up like thing and like just keep like that neon pastel-y like vaporwave tone of it. Yeah, everything. we're gonna have to like do a lot more of our own animations. We can't use not, all... Like, not I don't even. think we can use a no-joke, just use what they've made. I no, don't. not I, I feel like you could do that because there's a bunch of animes that are good that are just, like, talkies, and it's just that because it's, like, then you could just make it, it's, like, about the ideas of things. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, like, that, that would be, like, that would be more interesting to me than this because it's, like, this is... This is Ezra Cohen, like, liking anime and wanting to tell his inside jokes. And, and wanting to make to, his own. Yeah, and, like, not understanding how to do the medium. Not understanding, like, the implications of what he said. And, like, I hate this term, but it's, like, I, I kind of almost feel like this is, like, the epitome of white privilege. Of just, like, using a medium to do something that you can fully do with no consequences. And then not realizing how much of a ste steaming piece of shit it is. <laughs> Right, privilege always yeah. comes from the top. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Ezra Koenig, <laughs> a.k.a. John Privilege, comma, white, question right. mark? Well, all right, let's, let's get on to the fi our final thing on this, all because right. clearly we don't really have anything good to yeah. say. But like I said, I, I, I feel weird because it's like, I like this. It's like a car crash. It is. It's, yeah. It is really like you will watch it as your head goes by. You'll rubberneck the crap out of it. And then you will remember someone died. You're looking at someone's corpse. It's like a car crash of like President Trump in a motorcade and like the Secret Service. And like the motorcade just left him alone for a second. And then that dumbass took the car off and drive because he, didn't <laughs> like, he was like, why is the car not in like, why is the car in P for Plondia when it should be in D for Donald? <laughs> <laughs> and it just smashes into a wall and it keeps smashing it up just like on the side I'm like ha, 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 that's right Plondai is the best position to be in <laughs> <laughs> that's, you've been thinking of, you've been saving that joke for a while haven't no, you no I just can't that's top of the dome motherfucker 
But it's like, uh, I'm actually, I kind of want to see a season two of this. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of would uh, like to see a season two. You're just more curious of what direction they'll take it. I, in, I am. I want to see if it'll be continue to be tone deaf because it's like, I feel like it can get tone deaf in a way that is just like really funny. Mm-hmm. Or they can go into like this really weird like they can actually get no. their shit together. I, I have a feeling though, after especially the ratings for this first one, yeah. it's not going to get another one. Even I've even quote unquote shitty animes do no, better I, than this. I hope Ezra Cohen just like keeps going on with it because he, he doesn't even understand it. So what is uh, what what do all these tomatoes on this website mean? I I can't understand anything that's not stealing Polaroids from models. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I uh, I I actually kind of like this. How about you? No, no? I really like I said by the yeah. by that fourth or fifth episode, I was really sitting there going, I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah. Like it just like the film over like the the rose colored glasses on me clearly broke after the first. Oh, like, these these aren't rose colored glasses. No, that's yeah. no, but that's what I mean. Like the hope kind of thing of like trying to see the good in it. Yeah. To just be turning into I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah. And think, not even like a stupid thing where at least with those other one with like the shitty shitty booby animes at least you can uh, stroke your dick to. Yeah, there's absolutely yeah okay. There's so. no, there's like nothing you can do like with this series that even though it's shitty, yeah, it's like, like every it's not even like try, like I try to find a lot of redeeming qualities in a lot of things I do just to make it more enjoyable. Yeah, like there were so nothing was redeemable the voice acting was awful it didn't look good it, the plot yeah. made no sense everything about this is was a gone. pile of garbage yeah yeah easily everything if you were to rate it like if you were rate if you were to do like a rating of 10 system like literally everything was at a three or four yeah everything it was almost like i feel like this anime would have been uh a burgeoning anime studios like first attempt at an anime like as a demo reel you know or at least like just like first baby's first big project. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, oh yeah. It's like let's let's get it. Let, let's get a team together. Let's. Uh, I guess burgeoning isn't the right word. Uh, like novice usually novice. Yeah. yeah. Like, like something like team. something like this. Like you and your bunch of college buddies got together. Yeah. To this is something. this is literally like an uh like a new ground series. Yes. Yeah. Like it's it's not intended for everybody. It's only like for people on that website. If new grounds was for like rich white kids. Yeah. Yeah. All right, final thing. Do you recommend this to weebs or non-weebs? Absolutely not. Not to either. It's uh, I I wouldn't recommend it to weebs just on like based on other this anime that you anime. could be watching. Yeah. It looks like anime. It tries to be anime, but it's not. It's like you. It, it, it's like I can't believe it's not butter, but when you open the tub, it's just full of rats. <laughs> just just to remind me that I hate. rats that condescend on you. Ah, look at you, peasant boy. I can't even afford real butter. I steal mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, just remind. Why me. are you wearing a wa- waistcoat, rat? It's Prada. That's <laughs> right. Prada makes the clothes for rats. <laughs> it's just reminding me of how much I hate. I can't believe it's not butter because it still has dairy in it. <laughs> I thought that was the entire point of I can't believe it's not butter. So did I, but clearly we were both wrong. I'm imagining you just like in your room playing like Dota and you have like a whole tub and you're eating it with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> like it's fucking yogurt. Why and Dota? Like, That's what I'm angry about. And you're like, uh-oh, this is milk in it. It's not like when I eat a regular stick of butter. <laughs> it's just like when I eat a regular stick of butter. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not that fat. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, uh, how about you? Of course not. Yeah. If I can go through an entire series and not find, and just not enjoy myself. Yeah. <coughs> no way in the hell am I going to recommend it to anyone else. Uh, I can't even. Yeah. I don't know anyone that rich or white. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I might know a couple of people from I know my college, who might but be I that didn't white. like them. Yeah. I know someone who I might, I might know one or two people who might be that white, but definitely not that rich. Yeah, I, like, I, God, I remember people like this in, like, my college, and it's like, when they're nerds, they're also as infuriating and obnoxious. Like, <laughs> uh, we, we would do a thing where, like, me and my friends are there, and we have, uh, like, one or two guys who are, like, from super, like, well-to-do families, and we oh, would go yeah. to the car, like, car and comic <laughs> store to buy, like, oh, we would do, like, a pack of magic, like, every week, just as a thing to treat ourselves yeah. you know maybe uh, like a fat uh, a fat pack box yeah this dude would like go in there and buy the entire box uh, like wait. the the booster packs like you would be like i'll no. take one box and like the person would go and grab a fat pack he's like no 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 the booster box yeah. all of it so he's dropping and, like, 100 bucks at least a week 100 no they were charging like full like retail price so for 120 that. yeah Jeez. no it's like there's only one shop in monterey so it's like a markup Oh, really? So it, it would be like 200 300 for a box. What the fuck? Yeah. Because what? it's like... Who the, would buy... The store would charge it like that because it's like they, there's only like one store. Like they can't sell the box to but somebody. But here's the thing yeah. though. Here's the thing though. You, can, you can't do that because Amazon and eBay's got you beat. Yeah, but like, you know, he wanted it from them. And, like, the fucked up thing is, it's like, that shop literally only had one pack. So, it's like, if he was the first one there, none of us could do that. Because then oh. we would have to buy the oh, packs because, from him. Yeah. Oh, let me guess. It's because magic wasn't the, nearly what the focus was, of course. What? The, they, don't, they didn't focus on selling magic. No, like, they, yeah, it they did, like, mainly Warhammer. It was just another product on the shelf. They, they did mainly Warhammer. There we go. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, no, I know, like, there was a, near my, near my school, which did the opposite of that. Yeah. It was, like, a baseball card shop, and they, and he'd buy, like, boxes of magic from, like, other sets just for, like, to, for an easy, quick buck. Yeah. And he'd sell them for, like, $3 a pack. Shit, damn. Like, the old days kind of thing, or, like, 100 for a box. Before magic was, like, the hard right arm of Wizards of the Coast. Yep. Yeah. Back when it was a, a t it was just chugging along. Yeah. Um... Yeah, but it's like this this goddamn anime. Yep. It's like I, I wouldn't even re recommend it to people new coming anime because it's like new There's... people just wouldn't get it. They'd be like, "What the fuck? This is terrible." It's like you could you could pick up. It's like the animation's kind of shitty. Mm -hmm. Like I don't really like the main characters because I can guarantee you, like most of the people like who will watch it are either like lying about it. It's like, oh, I found it like ironic and enjoyed it. It's like. I wouldn't even say that. There's just too many mixed messages about it. You can be irrelevant and be like, I like it because it's so terrible, kind of like me. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I'm also kind of like drunk and like angry <laughs> half of the time I'm watching it. I, yeah. And for me, no, I've already explained my thing. If I'm not going to find anything enjoyable about this, I'm not going to recommend it. Did so you, uh, okay, so last part, like, uh, did you find any diamonds in the body? Like, any, nope. any good stuff? <laughs> nope. I'm not, as a zombie, I'm the only one who will eat this thing's brains. Yeah, I, I, I found like two of them and like that one was like the the part where like the the hampton hill billy was like i had to catch their pictures. okay all right that was I fun. like that that was funny but i wouldn't call it a diamond and i i like the one uh the one scene where it's like archangelo and like kaz are inside like that stupid super expensive nordstrom store mm. and it's like what do you want to live in here and like 
Kaz is like, I wish I did. And then it's like, it just pans back to the other guy. It's like, yeah, me too. And they, they have like this weird bonding moment As where they, it's like, it's just silent. It's just then, that, that realization yeah, of... Yeah, they're they're like super similar. It's like, what? you? I see you here all the time. It's like, do you like, I, you bet you wish you could live here. It's like, I bet I wish I lived here. It's like, yeah, me too. And it's just like this and weird... it's just a quiet pause. Yeah. Moment. And I was like, like, that's kind of, I wish see, there was more rich jokes like Yeah, exactly. That. Just like, yeah. that's what they should be have been playing into but yeah. they don't because that would have made it funny because it's like you the, then it would be like Kaz and the audience would realize it's like oh shit you're just you're getting to be as similar as that asshole mm -hmm. and I also hate it because Kaz cares about a bunch about clothes and style to which and I care a bunch about style <laughs> oh god so you you're angry about clothes I'm angry about uh, racing apparently yeah, yeah. Yep. Basically. And on that note, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Let's uh, like uh, let's sign off. Uh, find me at Marcus Slinger on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. Support me on Patreon. Your guys's cash keeps us on the airways and stuff. So uh, tell your friends about us. Rate us five stars on iTunes. We're still on iTunes, right? Yes, we're still. We're on still, iTunes. still on iTunes. Rate us five stars. Uh, we might give you shoutouts if you comment on our iTunes because there's only one, and they gave us a rating. Thank you to that person. Yes. Uh, I am not. Gonna I'm gonna look it up on my phone because it is dead. Oh. Uh, I don't have iTunes on mine because yeah. I'm droid and I don't want to put any Apple products on mine. Yeah, that's a good idea. But yeah, uh, thank you again for supporting us. You keep us on the airwaves and uh, visit me at Kamurakon. It's Onitober! Yes, we should be looking at something scary. Yeah, uh, the s Seven Mortal Sins was scary. That was a scary. Titties all over my face! Oh no! That Welsh accent. Oh yeah, that Welsh. Yeah. That 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 fucking Western accent. Okay. All That's right. Um. Good. All right. Good night. This is Weeaboo Wednesday. Signing off. Why are you doing that? Because I'm rich and affluent. <laughs> no, you sound literally like PewDiePie. I is that what PewDiePie says? Like? Kind of. Does. What What would be a hedonistic rich accent, Mark? Let me let me channel my hedonism bot. Oh, hedonism bot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yes. Pour the honey. Yes. Pour the quick, quick. Turn off the device. Pour I the must fruit have... on me. Quickly, cover me in your golden cheese. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>